Jack and I am a member of Gilnerk Baptist Church. In this podcast series, we'll be looking at some big questions regarding the Bible and the Christian faith, which we will attempt to discuss in a biblical, rational way. Today, I'm joined by Michael Wright, an elder here at Gilnerk. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Jack. Glad to be here. This morning, Michael, I'd like to discuss the person of Jesus. Few doubt the historical existence of Jesus of Nazareth, but based on his claims, he was either Lord, liar, or lunatic. C.S. Lewis wrote in his book, Mere Christianity, you must make your choice. Either this man was and is the son of God, or else a madman, or something worse. We read in the Gospels that Jesus himself claimed to be Lord, or the son of God, but how can we trust that he is who he says he is? It's a very interesting question because I don't know if there's many would say today, oh, Jesus was a lunatic or a liar. And yet when he was here on earth, that was actually a problem. And many people didn't know how to take him because he did claim to be Lord. But even his own family, um, they thought that he was out of his mind. Some of his brothers and such had, they thought he was a lunatic. Uh, they couldn't understand it. And the religious leaders too, they, they would have thought of him as a liar, a blasphemer, they called him. Um, and it was interesting because he taught so much and in such a way that was that people could see that he, he, had, he had his mind and his brain and everything else. And yet the claims that he made were just unbelievable uh, to so many of them. The religious leaders especially, they, they hated him for his claims and they reckoned that he was demon-possessed. So it's interesting, even when he walked here on the earth, uh, that there were those that thought he was lying or that he was a lunatic. But he divided opinion because we read in John 10 of how the religious leaders, when he said that I lay down my life, I can take it again. Um, and that angered them that he took that authority on himself. Uh, that's where they claimed that he was demon possessed. But other people were thinking, but if he was demon possessed, how could he do the miracles? The, how could he make the blind to see? And so he divided opinion while he was here uh, on earth. Today, I think many people, they, they don't really, as you say, doubt the historical evidence that Jesus lived, but they find a problem with a lot of what he claimed. They like his teaching. I mean, when you come to the likes of the teaching on uh, Sermon on the Mount, they like that. There, there's good things there. He spoke against adultery. He talked about loving your enemies. He talked about giving to the needy. He talked about not judging others. Good teaching and people like that. But his real problem was, as, as you brought out, his claims about himself. He did claim to be Lord. He claimed to be God. He claimed that he was eternal. <laughs> in, in that uh, instance in John 10, I mean, it really, the religious leaders just couldn't understand it. They followed Abraham. Uh, very much was their big man, their big hero. And Jesus talked that he had been with Abraham and Abraham had been glad to be with Jesus. And they said, you're not even 50 years old. How could you have seen Abraham? 
I mean, Abraham had lived two th about 2,000 years before. So that angered him. He actually said to them, he said, before Abraham was, I am. Now, using the I am was bad enough because that was, uh, that was in, in essence, claiming to be God. But to claim that he, he was there before Abraham, his eternal um, being, that was more than many of those religious leaders could take. Uh, he also claimed, and this is one of the big problems, and it's a big problem today, he claimed to be the only way to God. He said, I am the way. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, that is a problem. That's a claim, and many people through the years have found that to be a problem. What about other religions? What about this? What about that? But he said, I'm, he claimed to be the only way to God. Um, and God's word claims him to be that as well, that he's the only mediator between God and man, uh, Jesus Christ. So those claims uh, were really a huge problem, and they're a problem to people today, that he would claim to be God, that he would claim to be eternal, that he would claim to be the only way to God. He proved those in many ways by his power when he was here on earth, his power um, over creation itself. The wind and the waves obeyed him. That amazed people when they saw that. Uh, even trees, he could just curse a tree and that was the end of it. He had power over creation. He had power over sickness. The miracles he did, there wasn't one person who came to him for sickness that wasn't healed. Not one. And he even gave sight to the blind. And he raised the dead. We have at least three uh, examples of him raising people from the dead. Now that's, these things are evidence of the claims that he was making. He also claimed to, or he didn't claim, he, he said he forgave sins. Now that's a hard, you can see miracles of healing and raising from the dead, amazing miracles, but you can see them happening to claim to that he forgave sins. Only God forgives sins. Only God can do that. And yet Jesus claimed to be able to do that. That was amazing. He actually, in one instance, uh, when he said that, when he said to someone, your sins are forgiven, and people were, that, that's blaspheming. Uh, he says, well, I can heal the man as well, and that will show you my power. And he just said, there was a paralyzed man, and he just said, get up and walk. And the man got up and walked. If I can do that, I can uh, forgive sins. So in many senses, the, the proof of his claim was the power that he had as he walked here on earth. Divine power. Only God could do the things uh, that he actually did. He called himself Lord. He said to his disciples one time, you call me Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. He's the Lord. Um, now, in all this, there is there's an element of faith that's needed in believing who, that Jesus is indeed Lord. Uh, I think an earlier visitor of yours brought that out as well. Well, there's an element of faith, but it's certainly not blind faith. There's enough evidence there that if someone is really searching, really wants to know, there's plenty of evidence uh, that Jesus is actually who he said he is that he's not 
a lunatic or a liar. He is actually the Lord, the Lord God. Um, that's, I suppose, as, as far as I can see, and I have no problem on that personally um, because of the evidence that I see and the evidence of him in my own life. Yes, thank you, Michael. Um, some great uh, gospel accounts there of Jesus being a miracle worker, having power over creation, um, raising the dead, and the ability to forgive sin. Um, and I suppose the the main biblical account that is given um, for the lordship, evidence of the lordship of Christ is the ability to rise from the dead. Um, who else could rise from the dead? Um, and that is what the Bible says. But is there a way or how can we really believe that he did indeed rise from the dead? Yeah, that, that, it's an important question, a very important question, because therein lies um, the whole Christian faith, actually, in his resurrection. His death, in the end, doesn't do anything on, it, on its own. The resurrection is so important to the, in the Christian faith. So how do we know that he actually did rise from the dead? No other religions can claim that their leaders are still alive today. Um, and yet we read in the Bible and we understand that Jesus did rise from the dead. Um, for me, when I was thinking of this, how I believe that, I thought of three very basic um, reasons why I do believe that he rose from the dead. Uh, one is the evidence of those who actually saw him after he rose from the dead. Uh, all Peter and all the apostles, they all spent time with him after he had died and risen from the dead. And in fact, Paul writes, when he's writing to the Corinthians, uh, he writes that too of the evidence of so many who saw him and who were with him in those days after he rose from the dead. Not only the apostles, he says there's 500 others um, and, and most of those 500, they're still alive today. Paul probably said that about 20 years after Jesus' resurrection. But many of those people who saw him, who walked and talked with him and heard him after he rose from the dead were still alive. So it was basically talk to them. They're the witnesses. So there were many witnesses to the fact that he, not only after he had died, he had risen from the dead. Um, another evidence for me is what I, I think of as just the empty tomb. It's actually the fact of the, the, that there's no dead body. Um, now that in itself isn't proof that he rose from the dead, the fact that there's no dead body. But when you remember that he had many enemies, and when <laughs> the apostles and down through the years, many Christians were claiming that Jesus had risen from the dead and was alive. Um, there were many who would have liked to have disproved that, and yet there was no body ever found. Um, it's very interesting in uh, Matthew's Gospel, Matthew's account there, he talks of the religious leaders again fearing this. <laughs> I find it interesting because the apostles seem to have forgotten that Jesus had claimed that he would rise from the dead. But the religious leaders didn't forget that. And they 
reckoned the disciples will maybe steal the body and claim that he rose from the dead. So they went to the Roman, to Pilate and the, the Roman authorities and said, we don't want anything strange happening here. When the body is put in the tomb, we don't want the disciples stealing this and then claiming that he rose from the dead. So they got the Roman authorities to, um, not only was there that big stone over the tomb, but to seal it with a Roman seal and to put guards around it. Um, so there's no way anyone was going to steal that body. Um, of course, that wasn't any use for Jesus' resurrection. Uh, on the third day, the stone was rolled away. The guards were, had, they had stories to tell and they told those stories, but the religious leaders had to bribe them to tell that the disciples had stolen the bodies, the body of Jesus. Um, so they had turned the story all around. But those guards there, I mean, they did, suddenly the body's gone and the body was never produced. There was no body to produce, um, no dead body, no, no corpse. Um, so for me, that's another evidence, the fact that the, even the enemies of Christ who knew he, would, he had claimed to rise from the dead, that they never were able to produce the body that would obviously have shown it all to be a lie. And that's probably uh, goes to the third reason that I'm, I'm thinking of at the moment is just these apostles, the apostles. His, history tells us that one by one, uh, all those apostles, bar John probably, were martyred for their faith. And not just them, many uh, messengers of the gospel, many people who shared the gospel in those days, they were martyred for their faith. Now, the apostles knew better than anyone whether they had stolen the body, the dead body or not. And uh, I can imagine one or two lunatic people uh, being willing to die for something that they knew was a lie and what wasn't true. But all of them, and not only them, but many others afterwards, probably some of those 500 who saw Jesus as well, died for sharing this faith that Jesus had risen from the dead. That I, I can't accept, um, that people would be willing to die for something they knew wasn't true. Um, John was one that was, in his old age, he was uh, exiled to the island of Patmos, the Apostle John. And there Jesus appeared to him. And the words that Jesus said to John, and we have them written in Revelation uh, 1, Jesus said, I am the living one. I was dead, but now I am alive forever and ever. And again, it's, there is, uh, for, certainly for me, there's that element of faith that Jesus is alive today. He did rise from the dead. But again, it's not blind faith. Uh, it's based on evidence. He's still alive today. And there's still people who are martyred, are willing to die because they know that he did rise from the dead. And it's not just a lie or uh, a stolen body. And I don't know if that answers your question or not, Jack. Yeah, yes, absolutely. And those, uh, those three points, Michael, you, you put across there that uh, so many saw him after he rose, 
500 others, not including the, the disciples. Um, the empty tomb, no dead body ever found. And thirdly, the fact that the apostles and so many others were martyred, um, were killed for, for this faith. And why would, they, why would they have been martyred for a lie? Um, thank you, Michael. And I suppose the final question I want to ask you today um, is sort of a slightly different in, in that we've looked at the evidence, uh, the biblical evidence of the, um, the Lordship of Jesus, um, the, the biblical evidence that he rose from the dead. But the third question is, why is a man who walked the earth over 2,000 years ago relevant to, to us today, to our listeners? Um, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, good question. Absolutely, he is relevant. And not only today, 2,000 years later, he's actually been relevant for 2,000 years. The whole, through all those years, uh, the Lord has been very relevant and is still relevant today. I, I find it amazing just to think that 10 days after he left this earth, when he ascended back to heaven, just 10 days later, we read of it next to us and think of it as the day of Pentecost. But 10 days later, he was relevant, even though he had left this earth. On that day, Peter um, was in Jerusalem. The, the, the apostles and the disciples were there in Jerusalem. It was feast time. There were thousands of people in Jerusalem uh, that day. And Peter stood up and I'll... Uh, the, the words that he said must have, I, I would have felt, would have brought a tingle to people uh, as they heard it. He says, God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified. That was about, that was what, 50 days, seven weeks before the, the Jews had crucified him. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. So God says he's Lord. And it, that was told to the, all these religious people in Jerusalem, thousands of them. Now, my first reaction would have been, oh, they, they'll have grabbed Peter and uh, mobbed him and, and got rid of him for saying such a terrible thing. Jesus, whom you crucified, God says he's Lord. Um, but rather than that, that day, about 3,000 people accepted that Jesus was Lord. This was 10 days after he, had, he was no longer walking on this earth. They accepted it. They repented of their sin and their, religi their religiosity. Um, they repented of that. They were baptized, and this is amazing, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Uh, I, I find that incredible. Uh, the one that they had put to death because they now realized that God had made him Lord. So from just 10 days after he no longer walked on this earth, he was relevant uh, there to 3,000 more people uh, in Jerusalem. And down through the years, he has been relevant right up to today. The same reason, because he's still the Lord. He claimed to be God. He claimed to be the Lord. He's still the Lord. He's still eternal. He's still the only way to God. He's still the one who forgives sins. That hasn't changed right through 
the whole 2,000 years. So his relevance today is exactly the same as it was 10 days after Jesus left this earth. So in that sense, uh, he's relevant as Lord. And when I say that he's, um, those 3,000 believe that he's Lord that day, and today that message is still the same. Paul preached uh, in Philippi. He was in a, speaking to a, a jailer there who asked, what do I need to do to be saved? And he said, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And Paul again, just after that in Athens, um, we read in Acts 17 there, where he's talking to philosophers, these people who love to talk and talk and talk, a bit like myself. But anyway, talk about all sorts of things. And he told them, God commands everyone everywhere to repent. And he went on to say, why? He said, because he has appointed a day for the judgment. And Paul says, God has appointed that day and he has appointed the judge. And the judge is the one that he raised from the dead, the Lord Jesus Christ. So he told the people, there's a day of judgment coming. So our relevance is not just for today, it's even still for the future. Because there's a day of judgment coming when Jesus himself, the Lord himself, will sit on that throne of judgment. And we will all face him. Uh, that message was shared um, by Peter to the Gentiles of Cornelius and such as well. He's a judge of all people, but he's also the one, Peter told them, who gives forgiveness of sins. Um, and so now is the time. Paul writing in Romans talks about us being saved from that judgment. Uh, and he, he says in, in Romans 10 that whoever um, is willing to say with their mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe that God has raised him from the dead, they will be saved. Everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. But there's one more thing I think that's important when we talk about the relevance of Jesus being Lord today. And that's because he's a personal Lord. Thomas, one of the disciples of the Lord Jesus, had walked with him for an for over three years, seen the miracles, heard the teaching, and called him Lord. He did. He called him Lord. He saw him as his Lord. But the day, no, it was about a week after Jesus rose from the dead, Jesus stood in front of Thomas, says, here's my hands. Here's the nail prints you can see, and the hole in my side you can see for yourself. And Thomas um, I don't think it says so, but I, I almost see him falling on his knees. But his words were, my Lord and my God. Now, Thomas had never called him my Lord before. It was personal now when he realized what Jesus had done for him. And that's why it's relevant today that Jesus is Lord, because he wants to be acknowledged today as our personal Lord and Master. Uh, and that's very important. He's not just a theological um, matter. He's personal and he wants to be that personal Lord. 
Could I mention just one more thing? When we're talking about the relevance of, uh, I've mentioned about 10 days after he left and about right up to today, but for the future, also not just because he's going to be the judge on the day of judgment, but God tells us in his word that he, God has exalted Jesus, given him a name above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow, every knee in heaven, every knee on earth, every knee under the earth. That's even the demons. Every knee will bow and acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. So there's a relevance for the future. One day there's coming that every single one of us will bow our knee. We will confess that Jesus is Lord. Now, for me personally, I look forward to that day. Because it's not just Jesus Christ is Lord, it's Jesus Christ is my Lord. But everyone, and even those who have not received him yet as Lord, Savior and Lord in their lives, they too will bow the knee. Their tongues will confess, yes. Many will be saying, I was wrong. Because Jesus Christ is indeed Lord. So the relevance goes right through past, present, and the future. There's a long answer to your question, Jack. No, I was <clears throat> brilliant, Michael, and um, really appreciate how you've gone uh, above and beyond there and gone past, present, and future, and given uh, your thoughts on the eternal lordship of, of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I thought you emphasized there, Michael, is how it's not that Jesus was Lord or Jesus was Lord when he was on the earth. It's Jesus is Lord and will be Lord forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and one uh, verse that I wanted to just to finish off with there is one that you mentioned in John 14, verse six. It says, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you, Michael, for taking the time to prepare those answers. That was brilliant. Um, And thank you to all of you listeners as well. Um, Take care and God bless. Thank you very much, Jack. Thanks a lot. God bless you.